My voice sounds amazing this morning. My voice I think, is like a little gravelly and deep. Yeah, it's going to sound dude, really got, good. We've got radio voice right now. No, I think it's when you wake up early. 95 to Alpha Resident Radio. Brought to you by Blue Chew. Got a little problem down there. 95.2. And yes, your girl is already in our studio. It is too late for her. <laughs> well, we hate that you have ninety-five too. <laughs> I, I love the idea of that. Just like a radio show where they steal your girl. Yeah, and, and every song it, that plays after every song, it. they they keep going farther. They're like, "We're fingering yeah. your girlfriend right Dude, now." She is. She is Here's enjoying this thoroughly. It is not your fault. <laughs> <laughs> there was nothing you could do. <laughs> Smooth, not even too. Yeah, my guy. Um, I'm, 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 I'm pretty good, dude. I'm pretty good. I'm. I uh, appreciate you getting up early, guys. We're recording this at eight thirty a.m. on a Saturday. Appreciate you getting up early because I wanted to do some stand up today, like midday. So, and we needed to record, and you're in Miami, so. No shit, dude. I got the Wi-Fi password. Oh, nice. Should we pause? Real shit. Quick? Should we pause real quick? Yeah. Yeah, let's pause. I guess I'm and just, we're back. I guess I'm just more committed to this than you. What? Yeah. Bro, if you knew the hours I put in. No, I know you do, bro. I'm just like, you would feel shit. so bad. I do feel bad already, dude. But I feel like there's nothing I could do. It's not my prowess, dude. It's not like within my. And it's okay because. My skill set. I'm just the color guy, I like bro. To, I like to have the. I like to have my hand. Uh. In, in things. Let's let's hash out. Let's hash out the contract. Let's hash out the contract what? right now. When we start making money off this thing, <coughs> how are we splitting it up? Well, I'd probably say I I make like eight ninths of the money since I spend about eight hours, and then you get like an hour of, of pay. So you're sort of like. Uh... No, I'm kidding. Um, I think... I'm gonna say seventy thirty. <laughs> Me. We can work. We can work somewhere in between from there. That'd be but that's just where I'm based. Tried to uh, if you tried to fucking social network me. Yeah, if I try to fuck you over, <laughs> and like right when this thing you starts, start. right when this thing starts making money, some professional podcaster comes in. I'm like, sorry, Ty. <laughs> Time has come. And Joe yeah. Rogan is like, 
holding your pocket. And he's like, Brady, yeah. can we go? Can we go get, <laughs> get sweeties? Brady, he's making me uncomfortable. <laughs> Don't worry, the bad man can't hurt you, little Joe. Yo, Tyler. Tyler yeah, I know we used to be boys, but you're scaring my boy Joe. Yeah, Tyler. You're spooking Joe. <laughs> get fucked. No, I think... Uh, I mean, obviously, we'd be we'd be fifty fifty if we were um, if we hired people. Yeah, if we hired people. You know what I mean? At that point, yeah. But then why? But why I would, I, would I, I would reasonably ask for a little bit more than you, just because I do the editing and the and the clips. Well, here's here's the dealio for realio. If we start making money off this, I'd probably move up there, and we'd be doing this shit. That's true. Which means I could help with the process. Yeah, true. And then we can save. We don't have to cut out. Yeah, we can cut out the middleman and split 50 50. 55. I would say 55, 60, or 55. That's not a. Make 105. 55, 45. Well, dude, that's called growth, brother. Your your sights are low. Probably split it like 70, 80. So we're both making more than (laughs) what we could realistically make. (laughs) I'm talking exponential growth, dude. I'm saying. I say, why not just split it 80 and make more money? Everyone is limiting themselves to 100, 100, 100 this, 100 that. Bro, that reminds me. I like to count out at 200%. uh, There's a chance uh, Seth from uh, middle school listens to this. I don't know if he does. He probably doesn't. But there was a – we were in middle school, and we had, like, this Borat-type, like – Middle Eastern uh, fucking basketball coach. And he asked Seth, he was like, Seth, this guy was so annoying because he he was all about like doing cliche coaching basketball stuff. But he was like, Seth, how much effort do you need to give every play? <laughs> and Seth goes, got to give 110% coach. He says, no, 110% is not actually possible. Uh, 100%. <laughs> it's terrible. like, bro, you really like, just wanted to dunk on a middle schooler? Like, he's like also a math teacher. He's like, do you realize how ridiculous you sound? A hundred, a hundred and ten percent. Do you really think that's feasible? Do you look yourself and you let really me ask believe? You, do you really think you have let that me ask in you? When you ask for a, a whole pizza, does it come <laughs> with another slice? <laughs> Fucking idiot, bro. Actually, we're turning. We're actually. Let's just give business advice today. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) it was an extremely successful uh, podcast. In front of bro, one of the most embarrassing moments. It wasn't really for me because I just got mad. It was kind of. It was embarrassing for him, bro. This is how bad this dude's ego was. So I had already basketball coach, same guy. Basketball coach in middle school. Okay, not a not a fucking big deal. I uh, we were playing to the the fucking uh, students versus the teachers, right? Like yeah. a little fundraiser, and the parents are there, and I like make, I think I made a turnover or something, bro. And he was yelling at me, like in the teachers versus the students game, bro. He was Wait, snapping on me. You turned the ball over, or and then he benched me. He fucking benched me in the teachers versus students game because his ego was like, I have to show everyone that I can coach middle schoolers to beat adults. Like that was this like serious thing. He was looking for a promotion that you didn't realize if there were scouts in the crowd, dude. 
<laughs> yeah, dude. They, they were looking so to promote ass. him to a high school coach. It was so ass. How do you become? How do you become a coach? How do you become like a high school football coach? Because I feel like that's got to actually be a pretty like arduous process. Like a head coach. Yeah. Like, how do you get that job? A head coach, you have to be willing to teach at the school. Yeah. You have to teach, or else like you're just not down for it. Because they don't want to pay you a living wage just to show up for three hours a day. So you have to teach something. Yeah. Um, and then, I mean, I don't know how teach. it was at your school, but my we recruited coaches. So my I'm head football sure coach um, had his first season when I was a freshman, and he was the defensive coordinator for Armwood, who won a state championship. Okay, so he came similar. over, and we paid him a lot. And he's when still I, there. We actually won a state championship recently, so it's worked out. When I first started my football coach, I don't know where he came from. I think he sprouted from the ground. He was awesome. Mark Thorson. He was the man. But he got promoted mm-hmm. to – he was just the athletic director of the school after, like, my sophomore year. And we recruited a coach from a rival high school. Mm-hmm. And like, I yeah, was and then you also, just, you also just want to get – like, if you played football in college – you're pretty set. Like our offensive coordinator was a quarterback for army. So like, he knows what the fuck he's doing. Yeah, you know? That's true. I guess sports in my school is a big deal. Our principal used to play for the Celtics. Todd yeah. Orlando. He was like seven feet tall, dude. It was crazy. He was nice. a man. Yeah. Um, like Did that you, Richmond, North of Richmond song. Yeah, dude. I think that that started a little movement, dude. I've been seeing people like, uh, Fuck. Well, my AirPod dropped off. I've been seeing people like uh, get into that song from all angles of the political environment. Yeah, but you know what's funny is that I didn't really, I didn't notice this until I watched the guy from Breaking Points, uh, Sagar, whatever his name is. Yeah. The political commentator. He was like, yeah, the first half of the song is good. And then he goes like, fuck food stamps. The... (laughs) The food stamps program is a piece of shit. And then uh, I didn't realize that. I think Jeffrey was saying, Airhorn's on welfare. Well, he was saying if you're Maybe five foot three or three hundred pounds, your our taxes shouldn't pay for your bag of fudge rounds. But if you look at the statistics, food stamps have actually uh, lowered obesity rates. So yeah, because you can't afford to get fat. Yeah. So that's. Just looking at the statistics, it's actually it's a, it's a faulty. Premise. Dude, okay, with a guy with a guy like this, all right, it's a matter of time. He made a song that people related to. They like the one line about miners on an island. I just said, you know, I like that. I, I like, like that. that. I like that. But here's the thing, dude. This guy's a ticking time bomb. He's not a part of the system. He's not some industry plant. He went viral. Okay, I give him about three months till he says some really racist shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I like the guy. I for one, I'm here for it. But yeah. that's not going to go over well, dude. It's just they they like the one line. I promise you, like that guy's probably more like conservative. That guy, that guy was all for January sixth. I am calling it now. I don't think he's yeah. some like mountain hippie man. I think that man is a redneck as fuck, and he does not yeah, give no. a shit. He is redneck as fuck. He's from West Virginia. Yeah, bro, that's a different very... breed up there, dude. That's District 12, bro. That's District 12. Yeah. Have you ever uh, heard of the Wild Whites of West Virginia? No. Bro, look that shit up. It's a documentary uh, 
produced by Johnny Knoxville, I'm pretty sure. And it's uh, about the family who descended from one of the mountaineer outlaws. I forget what his name was, but he was like, they say he was an outlaw, bro, but he's basically just like, he was just stealing people's shit. Whoa. What? That's kind of an outlaw thing to do. Yeah. It's kind of an outlaw thing to do, steal people's shit. What do you mean? He wasn't an outlaw. Sorry, he, just, like, thing through. he just broke the law, stole people's shit, ran around. Yeah, but he didn't really like, you know, he didn't like rob bank. He did kill people. You know, basically really the cool? descendants, the descendants are super white trash and they're all just addicted to crack. And the documentary is like, damn, bro, you need to get better. And they're like, no, I'm not getting better. But then I like, crack. One of the, I like crack too much. Yeah. <laughs> but then one of the women has to get better to have custody of her children. And that's actually pretty intense and it's pretty good. And I that's think, sad. I think it didn't work out. And I think she chose the crack. Shocker. I would choose the crack. Are you kidding me? That shit must be fucking fire. Mm-hmm. To get a grip yeah, on you pre- like that, that shit's gotta be fucking, that shit's gotta rip. Yeah. We need to get my boy Jacob on, who I do stand up with. He's really crack? crack. That's pretty yeah. sick. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna promote it, but I bet you, like, nah, I'm not even gonna say that. Nah. Nah, I'm gonna say it, dude. It heroin. Open, heroin must rip, dude. That's gotta be good. Yeah, dude. I watched this. Uh, I think I just I only watched the first episode of um, a docu series, which is on Netflix. It's an Italian docu series because it took place in Italy about um, a heroin rehabilitation center where it got shut down because of inhumane practices. But it kind of raised the question: like, is it is heroin so bad that we do have to go to these extremes? Because they would basically chain people down for days. And just and just rooms, and then once they got a chance, once once they had a chance to escape, bro, they would escape. They would go to the town and they would find some fucking heroin. Wow. Like, look, I, I, let me clear the air. I it is on my no no list. I will never touch it. I will never go near it. But the the lengths people are willing to go to to get that shit changes your life. It ruins your life. Yeah, it ruins it, dude. Must be insane. It, it changes your entire like psychology, bro. It's all don't you do care drugs. about anymore. Don't do drugs. Nah. Let's just make this just weird. the ones that come from the ground. Yeah, the ones that come from the earth. I'm talking mm-hmm. weed. I'm talking mushrooms. I'm talking yeah. LSD. That comes from the ground, right? No, it doesn't. No. I don't like LSD a lot. It's too long. It's I don't, like 12 hours. Dude, oh, I agree, dude. I'm not a big fan of it, dude. It's very aggressive. It's just a, it's an aggressive yeah. one. It's like after eight in. hours, you're like, damn, just put in a nine to five on LSD. Yeah, it's like I'm you're working overtime, brother. <laughs> I, but I always think, like, dude, every I feel like every time I've done it, like about three hours, and I'm like, all right, that was fun. Uh, when does this end? And then I check the time, and it's been a week, but it's like three hours have passed, and I'm like, fuck, I'm fucking yeah. for another fucking eight hours of yeah. this. <laughs> and your time, all your time is all distorted. So it feels like you've just been like that forever. And you're just yeah. like, oh my God. Like, why? How am I going to fall asleep? And, right, yeah. I heard your, should, we, should we shout out your mommy right now? I think your, doesn't your mommy listen to the podcast now? Yeah, mom <laughs> listens, dude. Mom's going to love that little last five minutes Mrs. of conversation. Jones, what's of me good? Saying, hey mom, <laughs> let me just clear the air. Heroin's not tight, mom. It's definitely not as cool as I just made it sound. That's a sign I definitely, to be proud of. 
Uh, she probably knows. I've, I've never actually done acid. Yeah. That's remember a lie. We, um, remember when we made your dad stuff. feel so... Remember when we did, made your dad Who's, feel so awkward? Who was we? <laughs> you did that. That was you. That was completely you out of left field. So for the listener, we were playing a game. What game were we playing? Where Secret we had to- Hitler. My parents love Secret Hitler, by the way. But why would I ask him that question in Secret Hitler? No, you asked him before we started playing. We're just sitting there and you're like, Mr. Jones. No, no. There was a game where it was like, no, I swear if you to God. get something wrong, then we get to ask you any question or something like that. No, I swear to God, you just asked it. You just went for it, dude. No, dude. We were playing a g- All right, anyways. My dad dodged it perfectly, though. He did so good. No, he didn't. No, again. he did not, bro. He he took too long to answer, bro. He was like, uh... <laughs> he was like... He was like Jerry Sandusky when they asked him. He likes kids. He was like, hmm, I don't know. <laughs> don't compare my dad to Jerry Sandusky. <laughs> Get your shit together, bro. What the fuck was that? <laughs> All right, so we asked Brady's dad, we're like, you ever done psychedelics? And he just, like, sat there for, like, 10 seconds. And he was like, nope. And we were like, oh, no. Stop it. It so was Tyler. Tyler just decided he was going to line my dad up with an interrogation. <laughs> my dad still swears he's going to write you back a, a, a reply to your, your paper on determinalism. He's probably sitting well, on his computer. He probably finished it. Yeah, he doesn't have He definitely to, read but, the paper. Um, no, I know, but he wants to. He wants to feel like an academic. It was funny also because everyone started talking again, but he said something, and I remember this. I remember he said something. He was like, wow, way to make everything's aw- everything awkward. That's what he said, like, quietly to himself. So oh. I was like, gotcha. I didn't hear that. <laughs> Damn, dude. Yeah. What I are you doing? That. My mom's going to listen to this, and she's going to be like, I don't think you should do this podcast anymore. <laughs> I'm gonna say now we're, yeah. I'm gonna say freak you, mom. Do what I want. I mean, pizza rolls past midnight. <laughs> I just yeah. updated Anyways. Fortnite. I got pizza rolls now. I got a new girlfriend. Life is great. Oh yeah, dude. Brady got a new bitch. Oh, I can't say that. But actually, me and my girlfriend call each other bitch all the time. It's a terribly lady. I don't, I don't know think I've ever. Actually, know. I can't say. I guess what I say. I can't say I've never called her bitch. Every time we play pickleball, bro. She gets me on a good one. I'm like, fuck, bitch. <laughs> I throw a fucking fit. Th- I, th- I peg her with my uh, my paddle. Ch- chuck it at her. Mm-hmm. I beat her senselessly. Me and my girlfriend use this app called Paired. P-A-I-R-E-D. Oh, is that what you sent me this morning, Dr. Phil? Yeah, basically it gives you a question every day. And I'm always, I'm just always wrong. And she's just like, <laughs> I thought you were going to say always questions. Right. It's an objective no. question. You're like, I'm always right. <laughs> no, it's all because it's always just like it's always uh, prompts like, what do you wish you were thanked for more? <laughs> and of course, I'm going to be like, I'm, I get enough. And then she's going to and then the girl's going to be like, I wish you would thank me Actually, for sure. helping around the house more and being really nice. That's how it is. Yeah, dude, I really um. I'm not gonna lie, I really appreciate this girl. I really like her. She's like the first girl I've ever been with who actually like calls me on my shit. She's like not afraid yeah. to speak up for herself. I find that to be fucking tight as fuck. And actually for the record, I was lying for entertainment purposes because my girlfriend answered that question pooping. She said you know, she wished she was thankful for pooping more. So yeah. she's actually I, I love my girlfriend. 
we're incriminating ourselves. My girlfriend's actually better than yours, so. Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> my dad, my dad has a million dollars. My dad's actually, my dad could beat up your dad. Actually, I, no, I guaranteed, a, dude. Guaranteed, dude. Fist fight. My girlfriend could beat the shit out of any of y'all's. I remember being. I remember now, being. She's strong as shit. I remember being in kindergarten, and I was listening to some second graders like argue. And I remember, I have this image because it hit me so hard. I was like, no way. They were arguing about their dads could beat up their dads and like saying how many weapons they had. And then this one kid was like, this one kid was like, well, my dad has a bazooka. He'll blow your dad's head off. And I was like, oh my God, no fucking way. Like, I was like, no fucking way. Fuck how does that get a fucking bazooka? Because <laughs> in my head, I was imagining the bazooka from, uh, Battlefront 2, Star Wars Battlefront 2, and I was like, who the oh, fuck is he has that? <laughs> <laughs> Just terrified. Hi, Mr. Smith. <laughs> uh, I think I'm going to walk home, if that's okay. Plot twist, he's like, don't come to school tomorrow. I'm like, yes, sir. <laughs> Yo, new idea. Um, mm-hmm. Girlfriend Fight Club, what do we think? No. Girl fights suck, dude. Like yeah, suck. you're right, dude. It's pulling hair, and, and it's punching, but with, like, the palm side of your fist. It's not with the knuckles. It's no, like I'm that. saying having having your girlfriend fight other people's girlfriends, like a Pokemon. Like a Pokemon battle type oh. situation. You're like... I mean, if they had powers, but I don't want to watch, like, an actual fight. Tori, I choose you. I throw, yeah. throw that out there. Are you familiar with Pokemon? No, not at all. Do you know? Okay. I know a thing or two about Pokemon going to the polls. Nice. Yeah, dude, we're off. My girlfriend would be uh, my girlfriend would be Gardenia. Just look that up. You would agree. Although Gardenia looks a little Latina, but uh, I mean, that's the closest thing. I mean, this in the nicest way possible. Your girlfriend is white as fuck. How dare you, dude? She, her number one artist is Taylor Swift. She would hate that you said that. She no, would. of course she's white. We say it all I the time. We're like, we think we're so unique, but like, she acts and does yoga. Oh, bro, you're so right. She's so gardenia. Yeah. But she acts, she does yoga, and she uh, meditates, and she loves ice cream, and she listens to Taylor Swift. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm, I'm not white, but I, I have a podcast. Yeah, we are very white. <laughs> I have a DVD collection. <laughs> I have a mullet, a mustache, and a podcast, bro. Yeah. I'm public enemy. Can't get wider. Can't really get much whiter than that. What? Like, is there anything like a white stereotype that's actually truly offensive? <laughs> Does anything really get to us? Mm, it's hard I mean, to it sucks us. that we're it's not hard, cool. It's hard. I would say we're it's, not it's hard. cool in comparison. I don't know, dude. It's hard. It's hard to. It's hard to get to us when you're swinging at the king. You know, when we're on top, it's hard to reach us. Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> See, we're the only race that can't be proud of it. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to start a rally here. We shouldn't be proud of a lot of it. Mm-hmm. I had a. I had an old joke. This was one of the first jokes I ever written that I had to cut out because nobody liked it and it got really hostile where I said, I hate when people say white people don't have any culture 
because white people dominate the culture. We literally have a history of dominating cultures to extinction. Yeah, <laughs> that's literally true. Yeah. It's like everything you have. Um, what was yeah. I going to say? Dude, yeah, you know what? Are we, well, hold on. Are we the most evil in, in history? Are we the most evil in history? Probably. I mean, dude. Our body just, count? We've just been, all of history. Probably. I mean, we've just been, Because well, the, the body, went no, off. no, 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 no. The body count wise? Body count wise? But you gotta look east. American. No, you gotta look east, brother. There is constant. Is sla- there's constant slaughters in the Asian community. Oh yeah, China, Mongolians. Yeah, I think it's like Mongolians. I think it's a. <laughs> if you have multiple nations mm-hmm. who have atrocities that start with rape, <laughs> then maybe. Sorry, I don't know why I laughed. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> what about the rape thing? Yeah, yeah like the rape of Nanking, the rape of China. I can't laugh at those. Those are not funny. Not funny, dude. Dude, if 80% of the human population can trace their lineage back to one Asian guy. Mm-hmm. That's true. Gang, you're talking, you're talking probably, Genghis Khan? talking Genghis Khan. Or like mm-hmm. Genghis Khan, if you know what I'm saying. Or like Genghis Dong, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Gangrene down. Genghis Khan ganged up on. All right. Oh, okay. Yeah, a little Eminem action here. Dude, this is a weird pod. We've been all over the place. It's fine, dude. It's fine. Nah, it's okay. Everyone's got ADHD. It's like we're just swiping through topics. We're just just the fucking on TikTok podcast time. I really think you should use that joke about your car getting stolen. I know it's it's, it's facey. It's abrasive. But that shit was funny, dude. That is (laughs) such a good line. It's got to be used. Yeah, guys. So let's, let's, let me tell you what happened. So I woke up at about 6 a.m., just about how much I I do every day, unless I work at 7. But I was working at 8 a.m. this particular day. Went to go get my coffee, filled up my water jug, of course, and then went to the parking garage, and my car was not there. Now, my parking garage has a gate that you cannot get in unless you have a barcode. But we just recently had four break-ins on the first floor, which isn't gated, but we know that there's some criminal activity going on in our parking garage. But I didn't be quick to assume that my car was immediately stolen. I just figured, hey, you know how like the tinted, sometimes the top of the windshield is tinted? The sun. Yeah, yeah, the sun guard. sun. Sun guard, yeah. So I thought maybe I put my sticker too high up and then the tow man didn't see it because of the tint so maybe he towed me on accident um and then i also thought well maybe it's also maybe my license plate is from florida so that also rose some suspicions because i haven't changed my license plate yet but then i was like my girlfriend's license plate is florida so yeah you're in a big city it shouldn't be an issue yeah i don't think that's valid so um waited for the leasing office to open i had to drive my girlfriend's uh Mouse car. She drives a Ford uh, Fusion, I think, or something like that. But yeah, it looked like Mr. Incredible in it. And uh, called the leasing office and I, if they towed my car and they said, no, they did not tow my car. And I was like, oh, I, I said over the phone, I said, oh, Jesus. That, that is, means dude, there's that, only That's one. white culture. That's white culture. Oh, Christ. <laughs> oh, Jesus. 
Christ. Uh, yeah. And then I was like, well, there must be only one answer. And that means my car is stolen. So I called a, I called 911. And I don't know if you guys have ever called 911, but they connect you to someone and then you get to listen to them talk over the phone. It's pretty educational. It's pretty cool. They like connect you to people. It's a pretty quick process. Um, you should have called the non-emergency line. Mm-hmm. It's nice that they don't. It's nice that they don't. Um, well, no, because I, I know there's a non-emergency line, but I looked up like to file a stolen card. You call 911 and they said yes. So okay. I just went with that. Um, but it's nice that they don't like <laughs> uh, when you first call 911. It's like if you're in a violent situation. Press one. It's all phone voice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just someone answers immediately. So that's cool. Uh, and then they connected me and they were like, you know, uh, started filling out a police report over the phone. But then they were like, a policeman needs to come in person to fill out the police report. So I had to clock out and go back to my apartment and then call the, um, the county precinct again. And uh, started telling them some information. Uh, last saw my car when I took groceries out of my car at like 8 p.m., 9 p.m. in the parking garage. And so, you know, I got my apartment leasing office freaking the fuck out because they've had four break-ins. So their insurance is about to go through the fucking roof because they don't have security. Yeah. Um, they're fucking, they're, they're, they're afraid about a lost Well, you probably... Potentially, I don't know. Could you sue for that if they offered safe parking and your car got stolen? I don't know if I could sue, but they definitely have some liability. They definitely have some liability because it's behind a security gate I pay for. Yeah, exactly. And they just had four break-ins and they still hadn't hired security. Um, so then I'm walking around and it hits me. I went to Publix last night. I drove there, but I walked home. <laughs> You're a fucking idiot. So now, so now I'm like, oh shit. So I had to call the defenders of my community. I had to call. The is, this a, is there anything society. more embarrassing than having to, to boy who cries wolf the police of a major city? No, there was nothing. Sorry, guys. She literally took Sorry, guys, three seconds. After I, after I called back, I was like, hey, uh, this is uh, Tyler again. And then uh, super sorry about this. Super. Uh, so you found your car. Uh, no, she didn't say anything, bro. I was like, it was a mistake. Uh, I found my car. I'm sorry. And she literally took like three whole seconds, like Mississippi's. And she was like, okay, well, thanks for letting us know. And then she just hung up. So yeah, what would have been really funny is if you never called back and they pulled you over for stealing your own car. And they're like, this <laughs> vehicle is coming up as reported stolen. <laughs> yeah, bro. So then uh And then they and then the they pull you over, they pull you, the over they pull you over and they're like they're like, you know, are you sure like they, they make you question who you are and you lose your complete sanity? And they're mm-hmm. like, it says here this car is owned by Tyler Peterson. You're like, I'm Tyler Peterson. They're like, are you sure? Like, is that really who you are? Like, I don't Oh no! Steal his identity too. I mean, I guess that's just a name they gave me. Like, who am I? Yeah, and then right. I, and then uh, you didn't like that one. I had to someone who was. Oh, sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 
But someone who was bitch made would have probably called the leafing office and been like, hey, sorry, I found my car. I went in person to face those motherfuckers with my tail tucked between my legs. And because uh, I just felt so bad and I made them like freak the fuck freak out. out. They yeah. were, yeah, the manager and the owner were just like talking to each other in the office like, what the hell? fuck are we gonna get out of this one and so i went in there and i was like so sorry and they were nice they were like oh no we're just happy that everything's okay and yeah, i did they probably more the relieved. minute after i left they were like what a fucking retard oh my god they were honestly probably more relieved <laughs> than anything they're like oh thank god yeah probably so I faced them and I was super embarrassed. And you know what's funny is that I didn't want to make excuses, but naturally just being in that situation, I was like, listen, I work a lot. Okay. I get really tired and uh, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a long day. And I just came back and I got my groceries and I just forgot it worked over there and walked back. And it, just, it was there and I forgot about it. And yeah. I got my girlfriend's car to work with Mr. Incredible. It was fucking small. But the nicest thing also that your brain does, because whenever it's your fault, you don't want it to be your fault. The nicest thing that happened was that I remember I went grocery shopping with my girlfriend who also drove with me. So I was like, eh, it's kind of her fault, too. I think that's uh, pretty nice. <laughs> <laughs> He's blaming on just blaming on her. Like Immediately, I felt better. I was like, well, she forgot, too. So, like, it's not really like at least, you know. I guess that's fair. Yeah. Never dumb alone. It felt good. And then, um, and then what happened? What else? Was, oh yeah. I was going to say the punchline was like, the worst thing to come out of this is that for no reason for like three hours, I just had to have racist thoughts. Said, <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Unintentional just kidding. racist thoughts for three hours. Crazy, I actually dude. did. I actually I didn't. I didn't assume. No, um, I, I thought you were going to say I didn't have to have a reason to have racist thoughts. No, no, no. <laughs> I, uh, I just, uh, I've been working on trying to like accept things immediately when they happen. You know what I mean? So that I don't get you know, sad I love this in, in or theory. like frustrated. Yeah, just immediately so when you start looking up running. Told me, yeah, you start looking up running shoes immediately. <laughs> You're pricing out <laughs> razor scooters. I really want a car because I was just like, well, shit. I mean, it's going to be found or it's not going to be found at this point. And my coworkers were just like, uh, right when they said it might be stolen because that happens in Atlanta, I was like, I guess you're right. I guess that is what happened. So I was <laughs> really bummed in Atlanta, and I didn't try to imagine it happening. Like a lot of people would probably think they were imagining like the, the delinquent creeping around like the pink Panther in the parking garage going like trying to open their car and then they get in and they hotwire it or however they do it. But I'm just, I've just been trying to be like, Hey bro, this is, this is the reality now. This is what's happened. But uh, that kind of bit me in the ass. Cause I could have been like, maybe that didn't happen. Maybe I, maybe I was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah can we pause real quick so i can pee yeah man i'll be right back let's pause Bing. and we're back from the pp break Bong. i came up with a new premise for a joke though Ooh, let's hear it um it's that we're lucky that 90 percent of pedophiles are white 
Because if ninety percent of pro, if ninety percent of pedophiles were Mexican, they would get them all. <laughs> Jesus Christ! What do you mean they would get them all? They're the hardest. They would be the hardest working pedophiles. In the You're right. World. They would work very hard. <laughs> they would. Jesus Christ! I feel like white pedophiles are like. Oh. It's so much work. Careless, maybe a little careless, maybe a little too proud, a little entitled. The Mexican people are already there illegally, so they're like, what do we have to lose? You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) I guess, dude, I'm not going to agree with you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Shit, well, I was thinking something too. Oh, dude, you know what I think is funny? Is that like, I think the reason why white people sound so racist is because of our placement of the word motherfucker when describing things. Because mm-hmm. like, if you were describing Wait, it, I think one of the reasons that we're, that white people sound so racist is because of our placement of the word motherfucker when describing things. And we say it with just hard R's. Yeah. That also sounds racist. Or like... But yeah, but it's like, we're like, yo, that white man, because we'd be like, we'd be like that motherfucking white guy. That's how we would say it. But <laughs> it sounds way cool. And we're like, that white motherfucker. You're like, yeah, the white motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, it was, was that guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What should, um. Mm-hmm. What should we do about the climate crisis? I don't think it's an issue. <laughs> um, I don't know where that came from. serious. Hold on. I don't think it's an issue. Oh, I you know there's, bil- there's 1.4 billion trees in the Sahara. In the Sahara? That's probably mm-hmm. a small the Sahara number. Sahara Desert. It's probably, it's, that's going to become a rainforest. 1.4 billion? Yeah, it's probably a small number of trees. <laughs> I bet you there's at least... I guess. I don't know. I'm just saying. I bet it's sparse. I bet they're spread out. But that's a lot of trees. It's is it not? I mean, yeah, if it's spread out, it seems like a lot more than if it's all together. How many trees have you fucking seen at once? You haven't seen 1.4 billion. I've, I've seen at least four at one time. Yeah. At any given time, I'm, I've seen at least four trees in my vision. Mm-hmm. I live well, in like just a... wait until you go to the woods. <laughs> That is insane. That's a myth. That can't be real. That's not true. Either. Everywhere you, everywhere you look, it's just material. It's like there's tree, there's trees. Bro, I have no material right now. I'm dry. Material for this podcast. Well, yeah, here's nothing. the thing. You gotta give me some. Here's what we can talk about. We can talk about the Van Cortlands, the Van Ronsellers, oh, here and we the go. Skyler families. Yeah, we can. Here we fucking go, boys. Here we go, boys. I need right, you to give me the rundown so I can make comments on it that I have no idea. What I'm talking bros, about. Bros. Bros. I stumbled upon a bombshell of a conspiracy. And you have, you will never hear this on the Joe Rogan podcast. Okay? You will never hear this on whatever else is... You're, uh, popular, you are one finger... When you make that gesture, you are one finger away from disaster. You realize that? <laughs> <laughs> I just sick-hailed everyone. Uh... But uh, it didn't count because it's it, you can't sig hell over audio. Tell um, me about the Skylers, the Van. So guys, Halens. 
it, it, it originally started with the Van Ronsellers, as I think how you say their name. Now, this is a Dutch man. His, the first one's name is Killian Van Ronseller. He's from uh, Amsterdam, somewhere in that area. Um, he's from Denmark, right? Amsterdam's in Denmark. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm yeah, just saying so he's a Denmark shit guy. Europe. Yeah. So late, late uh, 1600s, maybe early 1700s, when people start uh, migrating over to the U.S. in large amounts, he goes over there. He lands in New York. He's a rich Dutchman. He's got lots of money. He's got lots of valuables. He buys up. One million acres of upstate New York at a very fucking, very reasonable price. Roy! Oh, very special. Very good morning. Sweet Very British. special guest. Roy, Roy, Roy P. Parsons in the back. background. And he's gone. <laughs> and he's gone. And he's back. He's sitting down. I gotta, I'm going to change my audio so that he can hear you now. Or is that going to be picked oh, up by no, the mic? Oh, no, it's going to get picked up by the mic. I can give him my other yeah. AirPod. Give me your other AirPod. We're talking about a conspiracy theory. Roy, can you hear me? You in? Can you hear me, Roy? He's wired in. All right, what's up, Roy? All right. Here's a conspiracy theory. All right, let me, let me just say really fast what I just said so you're caught up to speed. So basically, there's this guy named Killian von Ronseller from Denmark who immigrates over to New York in the late 1600s, early 1700s. This is before America's had the revolution, before they make the Constitution and shit. He buys one million acres in upstate New York and basically comes up with the concept concept called patrooning or patroning. It sounds like it's spelled like patron, but with two O's, so it might be patroon. Um, And basically what that means is he was the first landlord. He had the first idea to buy a million acres of land and then whoever lived on it, mm-hmm. he could tax them to live there. So, um, and also in New York, that's where everyone's fucking going. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like, he's making a lot of fucking money and he's already rich as fuck. Understandable. And then the Schuyler family... I forget what this guy's name was, but the first sort of Schuyler that came over, the first very rich Schuyler family guy, he gets involved with the Indian trade in India and both the Native Americans. And what I think, I haven't looked too much into this one, but what I think it is, is basically he is getting things from people of India and exploiting them for like one really cheap fucking wait, labor because they wait, have wait, no wait. idea how much they're supposed to get paid. Like in, like India, like over in Asia, India, or I'll like be right back. the Indians, like in America. Like you're talking about like if you're talking about like the East India Trading Company, that's actually just the Atlantic trade. They thought they found they never changed the name. It is the East India Trading Company. Yeah, that's literally like the bad guys from Pirates of the Caribbean. They, that's all Wait, the, no. that's the Atlantic trade, bro. That's all that that is. It doesn't mean that they're actually trading with India. It was just the name of the company that, because when they initially started trading, it was in India. And when they came to the Americas, that's what they thought they were going for. But then they found out we've got beaver, and that's pretty fucking dang.
yeah. So one of the first Skylers gets in the India trading company or whatever. So he's fucking rich as fuck. And um, the Van Cortlands are kind of like third tier in this sort of hierarchy. And they all have Van sick, They all have sick family crests. Yeah, the yeah. family crests are fucking sick. But the Van Ronsellers are kind of top dogs because they own a million acres of land in upstate New York. That's fucking insane. Um, so people always think of New York as being the fucking American birthplace. This this Dutch man owned a million acres of upstate New York until the mid 1830s. So even after America was made. Was now, it, well, wasn't the original name for New York like New Amsterdam? Not New Amsterdam. It's New like, Amsterdam. Yeah, was it was New, New Amsterdam. Amsterdam. He, yeah. called, he called it that because he owned it. Um, and so basically they're like, yo, we should just, uh, we should just fucking have our families just fuck each other and just be royalty here. And they were like, that's very, pretty good. very European thought. So they basically just have sex with their cousins and family members to keep the royalty blood in the family. Now, they did go outside of the family if they saw someone with a lot of power and potential. For example, one of the Schuyler daughters, one of the three OG Schuyler daughters of the first Schuyler Wait, family these, father. Wait, are these the same? Mary, Sky- Wait, hold on. Alexander yes. Hamilton. These the same Schuyler sisters from the Hamilton shit. Yep. Yes. Okay. Because they, were like, they were like, oh, Alexander Hamilton's heavily involved in the banks. He's getting we're power. We're going to fucking suck his dick. We're going to suck his we're dick. Gonna he's going to us. Yep. They all did. They, and, they, they uh, were all about it. Yeah. So they got with they got with Alexander Hamilton because he was a powerful guy. Got him roped into it. Um, so now the the million acres in upstate New York obviously is not owned by Killian von Ronseller anymore because people eventually were like, "This fucking sucks. Um, this is bullshit. Why are we all getting?" He, they, they basically all had one landlord. Um, like buildings were owned by people, but am, he owned the land. I am the lord of the land. So there was an anti-rent movement in the early to mid-1800s um, where he had to uh, sell the land. And of course he got to sell the land back to America. So he also just made a fuck ton of money off of that. Yep. Um, and you can also look up on... Um, Wikipedia, the Schuyler family, which is spelled S-C-H-U-L-Y-E-R. Uh, you can look up on Wikipedia, the Schuyler family. You can look up the Von Braun Sellers, which is V-A-N. I uh, think it is R-E-N-N-S-A-E-L-E-R. I think is how you spell it. You can look up their lineage from the first guy, Killian Von Braun Seller, and you can go all the way down to the mid-1800s, and you can click on the hyperlinked names to see what they all did. And you're going to be surprised at what they all did. Um, giant, giant involvement and lineage of the Von Ronsellers were in politics. They were lawyers. They were congressmen. Um, they were pretty much the number one family who had the largest impact in all of America um, during its um Conceivement, I guess it's maybe conception. Conception. Let's let's go with that one. Um, And you know what's weird is you don't learn about them in history books. Now, why would that be? We're going to get to that. 
Um, they were basically fucking dumbasses because they kept naming each other the same fucking thing. So it was very, very easy to follow. To figure their, out which, yeah, their movements, make money yeah. off of them. Literally, one of the generals during the, um, during one of the, I want to say World War Two or maybe it was World War One. Oh damn! Was literally okay. named. Okay, this down was road. literally named. Cortland Schuyler Von Bronseller. Like they just named some, sometimes they just named the guys all three of the fucking family names. And they're like, well, I wonder who he has ties with. Yeah, uh, they're gonna get glory. They're all getting glory. They were idiots like that. And you can also look up, you can click on all these people. It's just good branding. They yeah, they they regularly would have five to twelve kids. Now was this like normal? Band? They would I know, but there's so fucking many of them. There's like hundreds. Um, and they would also have so many because they were, you know, a lot of babies died back then. But they would have a fucking fuck ton of kids and they were rich. So their, their uh, mortality rate was pretty low in comparison at the time. So they. Also, yeah, so they were governors, they were mayors, they had a lot of political influence at the time. They had a lot of fucking money. Now, you, you want to you know how much money they had? So, in the 1830s, um, this one guy named, I can't remember his fucking name, and I need to look it up just for, so we have action, yeah, uh Logic. Uh, I, w- I wonder who, like the facts. modern the modern lineage is. Is there anyone in the current day politosphere that we can trace back to these humble beginnings? You can't you can't look them up. I I tried to use, I tried to use Bing AI, which scans like all documents and names. It says I couldn't find any current von Ronsellers, current Skylers, current von Cortlands. Yeah, I, I find them. that very hard to believe that, that there was just a generation where it was like all women. So they've like been using fake names and changed their last name. They changed the last name so you couldn't follow the family tree anymore. Because if we, if they, if everyone knew that there was still like royalty in America, they would, they hate that. That's why it's an, an ancient concept, bro. You know that the Egyptians used to like, there would be a, um, the Egyptians would name their like sons, like if they were like heirs, they would give them a private name that the family knew. And then there was mm-hmm. a name they would use in public so that, Everyone in Egypt didn't actually know the pharaoh's name, so you couldn't put a curse on him. Because mm. if you didn't know his name, couldn't curse him. But mommy knew. <laughs> mommy knew. Mommy curse you. Um, so, guys, let me just drop this bombshell on you. Everyone thinks of John B. Rockefeller as being the richest man in American history. And I'm about to blow your fucking mind because he was not even close. Okay. Stephen von Ronseller III was one of hundreds of descendants of the von Ronseller family, the Schuyler family, the Cortland family. He wasn't even really in politics that heavily in comparison to these other guys. So who knows how much money these other guys had? This is also just an estimate of how much he had. He died in 18, 
35 to 39. Oh, this is early on, This was a century before John D. Rockefeller. He died with $70 billion to his name. No way. 70 yes, billion. Now, now, is that accounted for modern day inflation or is that like 70 billion of that time? 70 billion of that time. And in modern I feel like that's more money than even existed back then. No. That's $2 trillion and a hundred, $2 trillion, $100 billion with inflation if he had that today. That's how much money he had. And which one? Was that the one who owned the land in upstate New York? No, bro. This was, this was in 1839. This was a century, a century removed from the first Von Ronseller. This is just a long descendant. The last person who we have record of dying and knowing quite well. He, was, he died at 72 years old. What the fuck, dude? That's crazy. They're definitely, they're definitely dollars. still around. And he had so many siblings, so many cousins. Yeah, dude. That's crazy. They're definitely still around. Absolutely, they are. What would you even... Wait, sorry. Say that again? My, my, uh, I said they're definitely still around, bro. Know. They're definitely still around. They're definitely still around because they go dark. You try to look up on Bing AI who is connected with the Von Ronseller family to this day. And it says I couldn't find anything. And Bing uses all, it searches all the internet sources. So you can't find anyone connected so they, to that fortune. And I guarantee you, it's probably all the people that you would probably expect. The yep. fucking Kamala Bush Harris. Family. Obama. But the Clintons are in on that. Obama could have been in. I don't know. I, don't I was know, just but saying. I think they kept, I think black they kept white. Yeah. Because they're Dutch. Yeah, that's why I figured I was, that was the joke. Uh, definitely probably the Clinton Clinton crime family. Clinton crime family is probably in on that because how would they have power? They don't just get to be picked to be powerful. You know what I mean? No, like, you inherit that shit. Yeah. How do they just come into complete absolute power? You don't. You yeah. got to have some sort of family ties. Um, the Bush family, most likely George H.W. Bush was probably in on that because he put out the hit to kill Kennedy. Really? Um, Whoa, what? You're spilling news on me. What? George H.W. put the hit on Kennedy? That's what I thought, yeah. He was, I guess. I mean, how old would he have been? That was a while ago. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. I guess it could make sense. H.W. was the 80s, 20 years later. So, yeah, it's very possible. But I'm pretty, what I thought happened was uh, George, because at the time, George H.W. Bush was he CIA? Uh, well, he didn't know, but he didn't have much power since there was a Democrat in office and he was a Republican working in, uh, I don't know what he was working in, to be honest. So I, maybe I'm just spewing fake facts. But back in the day, the, you know, the Democratic candidate had to, the Republican candidate who lost had to be the vice president. So yeah, but that, Republican that was... Candidate, Way longer ago than then. I was like 1800s. That was so. That's that shit stopped in like 18 the 1890s. I'm pretty sure. No, dude. Kennedy had a Republican vice president. Did he not? What? I don't think so. Hold on, we gotta look this up. Yeah, look at might just be spitting fake facts. Fake news, misinformation. Uh.
Who was Lyndon B. Johnson? Yeah, Lyndon B. Johnson was a dim. He was a, li- he was a liberal. But didn't he suck dick? Wasn't he bad? Yeah, he sucked. He was corrupt as fuck. Uh, I don't know if it was corrupt. I just know he was responsible for most of the atrocities during Vietnam. But anyways, guys, I just want to keep keep your heads on a swivel. If you find one of these Van Rothweiler, Skyler Van fuckers, dude, yeah, bring them into the pod. Recommend this to them. Isn't that fucked up though? Like they don't they don't teach us that in America. You know what they do Why teach us? They teach, they teach, teach us that, John D. Rockefeller. They teach us John D. Rockefeller because they're like the American oh, dream. Like, this, yeah. this one guy did it. The Gilded Age. He's an oil man. man. Yeah, he's he's a railroad man. He's an oil they man. They don't want to teach us fucking. Uh, this family was so goddamn rich, had so many siblings, and they could just keep getting elected because they had the funding all the time. They forever. had the fun and the people. And the people. It's That's crazy. Up. They obviously wouldn't teach that in history books. You'd be like, oh my god, this is fucked. No, not here. Because, I mean, the, the principle, I think, the underlying thing is people want to be ruled. People want they had so to have a leader. much influence over the early political discourse because of how many people they had and how much money they had but we'll never find out what they could really what they really accomplished because there's no there's not a lot of uh you know i think they buried it they probably buried it bro they buried it but you can still look up how many fucking no because they probably realized they can't they can't keep the government they can't crazy they can't keep pulling the strings if we knew that's the thing. That's why mm-hmm. they had to bury it. The other side of that is they even, like, bro, they even had head generals in the army, so they could even control like what the fuck they were going to do, like in wars, who they wanted to attack. They they're making those kinds of calls. Well, no, they were gen. They were. It was common that they were generals a lot of the time of the army and navy and marines and shit. Like they got to that level too. Well, that's a good way to climb to power, dude. I think for the long, I think for a long time, like that was a good way to get your political gains was to be successful in the military. Like that's like even back to Rome. But like nowadays, I don't think people give a shit about that anymore. Oh, I want to look up what this guy has We're weak. Yeah, Cortland. Okay, this is a guy in the night who what, lived 1900s to 1993. So this is actually pretty recently. His name was Cortland Von Ron Seller Skyler. Now we really named him all three names. Lived until 92. Was a United States Army four-star general who served as Damn. chief of staff. Supreme Headquarters Allied Powers Europe. That's from 1953 World War II. to 1959. Oh, okay, that's after World War II. Mm-hmm. That's like near Korea. Interesting. So what, yeah, so what do we? So what do we do about it? He was on the board of the Allied Powers. He was one of the leaders during that time. So we, what are we gonna do about it? We're not gonna do fucking anything, dude. This just shows like no one knows what any how deep anything really is. That I guess that nobody is knows scary points. Yeah, no one's talking about nobody. This. No one, no one. Wait, is this, wait, are you, what do you mean? Is this related to the Rothschild thing? Or what's that? Or is that no, anti-Semitic? I that I should it. And I'm, and I'm pretty, I'm pretty shallow in this research. I just know 
I know enough to be like, this is how deep this is, but I don't know how deep it is. Write a paragraph, put it on uh, the QAnon 8chan and see what happens. It could take off. Accuse. Yeah, why aren't they, why aren't, why aren't they latched onto this? No, accuse Q of being part of it. Yeah, like Q is a Skylar. I mean, they always say like they, they always talk about the globalists. It's like these guys might this. These guys might be suspect number one, at least. This is the new world order. These guys, where did these guys go? Where did they come from? Where did they go? Where did they go? (laughs) (laughs) Wait, look, if they're that powerful here, that's how deep you got to think about this. Is like, this is, if this is global, right? If that's just how powerful they are here, how powerful were they in Europe before? And then when they realized the tides were turning and they were smart enough to get their ass over here, or was that like the big move that gave them the power? That really gave them their fortune. I mean, before that, they were just like Dutch royalty and they just had castles and shit. They were, they were not on British level. They Never didn't have military shit. Yeah. They were just fucking living it up. Fucking having sex and drinking expensive wine and cheese. Motherfuckers, dude. Meanwhile, yeah. me Irish ancestors were toiling away. <laughs> <laughs> Eating potatoes. Eating potatoes. Sort of potato, the, uh, the Irish potato famine it had nothing to do with like a, I'm pretty sure a big portion of it. Like, you know, they make you think it was like a, uh, like an actual famine that killed the crops and stuff. Right. You know, a majority well, of, they didn't, they didn't, they didn't have potato diversity. So if one potato got the disease, it could kill the whole crop. Yeah. You know why? Cause the, why? Br- the British were taking all their fucking food. Oh. Yeah. Well, how did that cause the disease? No, that's what really caused the famine. That's why they didn't have the diversity. That's why they didn't have the crop to support themselves. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're right. That makes sense. Yeah, the British, the British, uh, you look into it there, they might be the number one they might be, guys. Yeah, dude. Most bloodthirsty. They might be the LeBron James of bad, <clears throat> the bad guys. Bad boys. They're yeah. so good at being bad. Not anymore, though. Now they're just like, oh, yeah, everyone loves the queen. She's papa. Dude, fuck. Our, our, little, our, our buddy David Rose said it best that they're like the alcoholic mm-hmm. uh, alcoholic uncle who's like went sober, but like just skipped the part where you have to apologize. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's so funny. You know what's not funny? Yeah, they just go like, I'm better. What? Like it's fine. Yeah, dude, just relax, dude. I quit that shit. I dropped that. Yeah. Holy fuck, dude. I'm hungry. What should I get for breakfast when this is over? Waffle I'm House? I'm hungry, too. I don't know. We should have just done this at Waffle House. <laughs> Could you imagine if we just posted a Waffle House podcast? Video podcast? That, that, would be, that would be sick. That would be epic. It, our stuff would probably get stolen and they would try to fight us just because there's a camera and they want to go viral. But yeah, a couple cups of Joe. It would go viral. It would. Mm-hmm. Like, Whoa. This is Waffle House fight podcast. Yeah. Bro, I, I'm I'm dried up. I'm trying to think of anything interesting that happened to me this week. Yeah, what's wrong with you, man? We took a we took like a week and a half off because we recorded two episodes in one week and you're just I hurt my knee. 
And that's made my life significantly more boring because I don't do shit. But I was at an FSU bar crawl last weekend, bro. And I, I, mm-hmm. I sustained the most Brady injury possible. So here mm-hmm. I am, face deep in some vodka waters at some fucking shit show bar in Ebor that's like a fucking labyrinth, dude. I'm telling you, dude. It's like the nine levels of hell at this bar. You probably know what it is. I don't know which one it is, but there's like every floor has a different dance, like a nightclub on it. Every different floor is a different mm-hmm. club. Mm-hmm. And it's even got a rooftop. And I did not realize that was what was going on at this place. I thought it was just like, one downstairs one upstairs bar you know no it just kept going and going and going but like of course i'm downstairs and they're playing ain't no mountain high enough and i see two middle-aged black ladies and i had to do it i had to sing to them i had to dance with them Mm -hmm. i had to make them happy and then i saw them Mm -hmm. again on the when i was up on the roof bro but the thing is i was just going so hard dancing not thinking about it and i was so drunk I didn't even realize that happened to me until like afterwards when I uh, realized I couldn't even move my fucking leg anymore. Mm-hmm. Like when I woke up the next day, my right knee just kaputs. Kaputs. If you guys heard that music in the background, that was our good friend Roy preparing to go work his 10 to 5 shift. Working 10 to 5. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what, what uh, museum I should go to today. I if I should just go to the beach, but I think the weather might be shit here. Oh, really? Y'all, my I'm going to do stand-up today. It's so fucking shit, dude. You know, practice some stand-up. Give me a joke. Tell me a joke, funny man. Um, I wrote a new joke about how um, I had to go get uh, a prostate exam. But uh, you might think that I'm a little too young to get a, my prostate checked. Did you actually have to get a prostate And you're exam? right. Because I'm not going to get my prostate checked. Okay. <laughs> I didn't mean to get, yeah. I didn't, no, I didn't, I didn't get the my prostate line. check. No, you did not. It's okay. What was it like? Did you no, make I, a, did, no did you? I actually, I didn't. I didn't. Oh. I did not. Oh. Yeah, it's just for the joke. It's Do you think you make a funny noise if you did? I'd probably go like, um, uh, uh. I'd probably say like, whoa there, cowboy. Howdy, partner. <laughs> Slow your roll, cowpoke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ, bro. You know what the problem is? I was up to like fucking 3.30. What, uh, was there no more news that dropped? I mean, there's that thing that that's on Twitter and um, fucking that was real specific. The, the Malaysian the Malaysian flight three seventy bro. I think got you, abducted by aliens. But I don't I think that's up. true. So guys, there's satellite video apparently of uh, an airplane getting you out surrounded by UFOs. See right, Thai guy, Roy. Bye-bye, bro. So there, I'll see you later. I'm gonna stop a, by like in the a, afternoon. Oh, hang out. Three. Yeah, maybe sooner. Get screwed. He works at a copper bar, right? Yeah, just getting a little glimpse into my crazy fucked up life. He works at a copper bar, right? Yeah, he does. That's so sick. I so epic, bro. Just come, come down. How quick can you be in Miami? 
No, I don't have the money for that. Roy, you smell scrumptious. Sprunkle, huh? <laughs> yeah. Dio. Dio. Uh, I'll, uh, I'll see you soon. Yo, quick question, real quick. Should I get Waffle House for breakfast, or should I try to find a local cafe? Moves for your local community. Not mine, bro. <laughs> I know. I, I hate eating at chains. I'm sorry. Yeah, but so, I haven't. Had, I low key. I haven't had Waffle House in a long ass time. There's part of me that also Waffle House is over. McDonald's is okay because you know that the manager, you know, it's like a franchise. So there is someone who owns it, but it's probably a rich person, you know? Yeah. I like to go to a little place where people are struggling. Like the little guy. Make a food to survive, you know? Oh, absolutely. But yeah, guys, so there's a video of a fucking uh, satellite video of a plane with like three UFOs surrounding it and it gets zapped into another dimension. But I looked it up and it's like, nah, that's not actually the video of flight, Malaysian flight 370. Um, but the fucked up thing is, is that Twitter doesn't put community notes that it is Malaysian, that it's not Malaysian flight 370 because they would rather have people on the app posting a fuck ton about it for that advertising money. So even though they say they're going to do community notes and not spread false information, they don't touch that story because they're like, people are love talking about this. Tyler, you know, it's obviously false. What happened to you this week that you just dove into all these conspiracies? I'm on Twitter a lot. Yeah, at work. Well, the the, the conspiracy thing about the Von Braun cellars was actually from my book called Weird Scenes Inside the Canyon. And you know what's insane? Here's another conspiracy. We got another one. Okay. I'll carry this whole fucking thing. Dude, I'm glad you are. I'm, I'm out of it today. <laughs> so Jim Morrison's dad. Jim Morrison the, of the Doors. Jim Morrison of the Doors. His dad was actually the Navy general of the airship that initiated the attack in <clears throat> Gulf of Tonkin. And you, you were going to have to kind slow, of slow down. Navy general airship. Those are three. He was the captain of the airship slash general, a a general. All right. Let's take general uh, out. If it's the Navy, he's an admiral. All right. You're gay. Number one. Number two, our viewers are dumbasses. They don't know the fucking difference. They're going. Oh, it's that bold of you to assume. (laughs) It's all. If no one's going to, if no one's going to stand up for them, I will. Listen, we're just in this for the entertainment value. Yeah, None yeah, of this right. is probably true. I mean, some of it's true. That's some of it's got to be true. That's what they want you to think. But they Jim Morrison's dad was a Navy admiral. And then, uh, so he was heavily involved with the start of the Vietnam War. He had a ton of say over, like, the Gulf of Tonkin and shit. And Jim Morrison's one of these counterculture guys. At the same time, David Crosby and Stephen Stills also have OSS of, of Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Army dads of Crosby, Stills, and Nash slash CIA dads. Um, who else? Frank Zappa. Fuck you, dad. Of Frank Frank Zappa, who's contributed, who, who's uh, who's uh, associated and said to be like the father of the flower child hippie movement. His dad also was in the, was had like OSSCIA ties. Is he the tune in dropout guy? 
Um, I don't, I don't know. I didn't really look into him. He wasn't very famous for the band, to be honest, but he was famous for having like eleven harem girls at this log cabin in Laurel Canyon, so and sort sick. of being, sort of being the first guy to have like being surrounded by leather girls with leather wearing girls with beads and shit and they would have like sex with anyone because they free love they'd be free and then um jackson brown's dad worked for the cia um and his wife uh allegedly uh killed herself but i think it might have been uh, an assassination um who else who else the lead singer of the mamas and the papas his father had was in the military and had ties to uh, government stuff, as well as uh, who else? Who else was there? Or you've been digging? Yeah, who else was in there? I mean, the Doors was the big one. The Mamas and the Papas, Crosby, Stills, and Nash. They're literally just talking yeah. Woodstock. Yeah. Woodstock. Woods- Basically. All of Woodstock's daddies were pushing the war. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so basically the conspiracy is that um, because they knew that there was going to be backlash to the Vietnam War, they said, hey, how about we make all the leaders of this movement the sons of the military? Men? Because therefore we can have oversight, we can know what's going on within the movement, and we can be easily controlling them. And then the sons get what they want, bro. They get to be fucking rock stars while also being in the good graces of their mommies and daddies. So the conspiracy is that the counterculture movement to the Vietnam War was co-opted by the government. And that's why it was easily dissolved and nothing really became of it because they had control over the, the thing the entire time. And nothing got too violent or out of hand. I guess so. It seems kind of counterproductive. Seems kind of counterproductive, but when you look into it and you see all these CIA ties uh, and like military dads, it just sounds like it's all extra. It's like extra. It's like, or they could have drummed up support. I mean, I haven't gotten far enough in the book yet to be able to. I mean, it's an 800 minute long audiobook. So this is all I know so far after chapter three. Um, so I'm sorry. No, it's all okay, dude. That's on me. That's on me. I don't read. <laughs> you don't read anymore? I thought you read a lot. I forget how to... I forgot how. <laughs> I can't do it. That's fair. No, That's dude. Fair. I, I don't have a lot of time to read these days. I do read. Yeah, you do. <clears throat> Audiobook while you're on your way to work. That's true. I should start doing that, dude. She give me your login. Mm-hmm. It's audible. No. 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 You're not reading you can't have my knowledge. What else, dude? What else? I don't know, man. I'm telling you, I'm tapped. What else was in the news? I've got like, I've got like, I've got like stage fright. No, it's not. I got like writer's block. I, I can't even think of anything funny to say right now. What? Let me ask Big AI. And then I got another question. Um, and then we can probably close it after that. But I'm, I'm going to ask Big AI, what were the most viral things? Most viral, most viral Twitter fights of 2023. This past week and a half. Which 
reflect the current culture. Current modern culture. We should have just done this at the beginning, make sure we hit all the things on the head. Bro, what? This thing is out of date. Squid game. Squid games. <laughs> Squid games. <laughs> that Biden clip was like, Squid games. Squid game. Soda. Why did it give me the, the most viral things of last year? Or last week? Let me see if you can do that. Viral things last week and a half. <laughs> it still said the squid game craze. The squid Karen game. meme. The I'm not a cat Zoom call. All right, fuck you, big man. What year is this? Stop. That's like 2020. I know. All right, anyways. Um, all right. You have, you're in a draft, right? Okay, here we go. You're in the squid game. Okay. You're in the squid game. But it's not just your ordinary squid game. Um, it's uh, a draft for the top three songs that you have to play on the ox. And if the people don't like it, um, then you die. Okay. And the only the t only the top twenty five percent get to live. The other people with the cold, with the ice cold ox, um, they they die. Okay, I like this. And the listeners, the the judges are sort of like they're mythical um, creatures. Like Greek, they're like the uh, the what do, what do you call the sisters in uh, the Greek mythology? Sire. The eyeball. Oh, the uh, that's not the muses. That's um no no those are, those are the, the I know it I know it don't say it don't fucking say it the fates the fates okay so these are the fates but they're not they're like objective they they like music based on the uh, based on just the soul of it the soul is it a is it just a pure it can be any song as long as it it's got as soul. long as it moves. Not that it has soul, but it's, yeah, I mean, it can't be soulless like a Drake song. Like, yeah, because I was going to say, like, if I'm just trying to get the people moving, dude, that's going to be a completely different answer. No, no, no. This is the, the, this is the fates. In the door. This is, Touch your toes. <laughs> this is, uh, okay. Yeah. Number one, Mambo number five. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> burn, 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 burn. <laughs> um, ladies and gentlemen. A little bit of Mardi Gras in my life. A little bit of Tina in my life. <laughs> so yeah, you wouldn't pick... I mean, you don't... Okay, sorry. Not to say... They, they um, want to be moved. They, wanna, they don't want to be moved because it's an emotional song, but they want to be moved because it's like, damn, humans do have value because they, they can make something like this. Unchained melody. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, by Elvis Presley. Yeah. Uh, dude, I mean, I'm just gonna name some soulful ass songs here. 
Go, go ahead. Uh, a change is going to come, Sam Cook. I, but it doesn't have to be. Yeah, I mean, I, I get you it. You said this is about humanity, bro. This is about humanity. Okay, sorry. These are human songs. Both of these okay, are like very moving, go ahead, go ahead. compelling human songs. All right, sorry, sorry. Uh, and then forever by Drake. <laughs> It may not mean nothing to y'all, but understand nothing was done for me. Yeah, sick. Yeah, right? That is kind of a human-ass song. You know I ball. Chemo. Chemo. Um, Last name ever. First name greatest. Is that really Like a sprained ankle boy. Ain't nothing to play with. All right, is that really low, a pick? Low key, that could be a pick. I think I gotta, I gotta like spread out the genre here because like I'm doing both. My first two are both very soulful. You might be dying. No, okay, then I'm not going with that one on my third. I'm gonna go with um, um, I was, I'm gonna go way back, dude. I'm gonna do like, oh Fortuna. <laughs> A that classic. Really it's just a yeah, yeah. Um, I'm probably going. What's going on, Marvin Gaye? Okay, I should probably. I'm surviving off of that alone. Just saying. What's going on, Marvin on. Gaye? What's up? <laughs> Three non <non-blons. laughs> Three non <non-blons>. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, I was just thinking of another what song. What. I don't know. All, all your songs are like, what's, what's up? What's going on? It's like a conversation. <laughs> Not much, but... What's uh, happening? Is that a song? It's got yeah. Probably. I don't know. I'm right, going now, What's what Going you... On by Marvin Gaye. I'm going The Heart Part 5 by Kendrick Lamar. For reals? Yeah, I love that song. It's insane. As I bleed through the speakers, feel my presence. To my mother, to my kids, I'm in heaven. To my wife, to my daughters, I'm in heaven. I gotta listen to that song. You don't like that song? It's been a while. Oh, dude, re-listen to it. It fires me up. It's so good. That's when it starts off all like jazzy, right? It's like... Yeah. Yeah. Bro, re-listen to that song. This song is... I think that's why I skip it. Every time it comes on, I feel like I'm sneaking around in a spy movie at first. But actually, I say the hard part five, but I'm probably actually going to go with... um, Uh, sing about me dying of thirst Kendrick Lamar from Good Kid Mad City have you heard of that one in a while no play it right after this it's insane storytelling superhuman superhuman stories about um, he raps from the perspective of uh, a guy who's like writing him a letter because he rapped about his uh, brother that died and so he's uh, he's just writing about how he appreciates that, but he's also like still a part of the system. So he still doesn't like have that. He lacks the perspective of like the sort of like system that he's in in Compton, and how his like whole perspective is messed up. And he thinks it's like a regular thing that people are just dying. Um, That's sad. 
And then the next verse, he raps from a perspective of a woman who, um, who's doing like, who's being, who's being a prostitute. And, uh, prostitute. She's also, she's also, the system has also got her and she thinks it's normal to be like prostitutes selling your, your body for sex. And that's kind of like, she thinks that that's sort of like an honorable job um because people love her and shit and then the third verse is his like response to the letters and then the beat switch is um is kind of his it's kind of unconscious like writing i guess actually no it's very conscious what am i talking about but it's like very abstract and it's he's using like metaphors of like um trying to make it in Compton is like a a flower trying to bloom in a dark room from concrete as the soil or something like that. Damn. Um but then he uses like a metaphor where he's like basically saying, I'm the hardest, I just did the hardest thing ever. He's saying we're like flowers dying of thirst, we're in a dark room, but then he says I'll show you how to die your thirst, like D-Y-E, thirst. So, like, I guess change the, basically change what you're, thir- what you think you're thirsting for or something. And then it ends with um, Maya Angelou saying the, saying a prayer with these boys who were uh, in the last skit of the song going to go take revenge on the person who killed their friend. And they're all like fucked up and they're like, I'm tired of this shit. I'm tired of fucking running this shit. My brother, homie, fucking kill. Blah, blah, and, you, and, and, and you personally relate to this song quite a bit from your own life experience. Yes. No, but I'm saying like. <laughs> no, no, I get it. It's story. human. It's human. I know. I just want to give you shit. It's, the storytelling is so vivid that you're like, this is crazy. Because he's saying like the culture we live in affects us so much and it's all we know. Like, people don't travel outside of Compton because they don't really have the means to. So they're just like, this is what life is like for us and they buy into it. And then Kendrick's saying, like, now, bro, if you follow the Bible, um, you'll understand that we're doing everything the opposite of what it tells us to do. And we're killing people and normalizing it and that is, like, the worst thing ever that we are doing. You're trapping um, yourselves in your own personal hill. Yeah. So listen, bro, listen to that song after. It's it's probably one of the best songs. Just send me, your, send me your songs when this is over. Okay. And what's your what's last one? What's going one? on, Marvin Gaye? I know that one. Sing About Me, Dying of Thirst, Kendrick Lamar. Okay. And my last one is probably... This is a big Probably one. Echoes, Echoes by Pink Floyd. That shit's minute song. Tough, dude. Dude, I try to get Roy wanted to chop that song back up and make it. Last mm-hmm. night, I could not get him to sit through the song. We were just skipping around, and then we just decided not to. We we were, I think we were too rooted last night that we couldn't get inspired. I got inspired, bro. I made that fucking drawing that I showed you. There's so many layers. What, you to you think it's tough there. to listen? Like you don't actually like it? 
No, it's just like, I think it's so long, it's daunting for him to want to sit there and listen to it. Yeah, I mean, it is fucking long. Yeah, but it's worth the listen. It's a fucking good-ass song. It's a good-ass song, and it gets really scary. Yeah, you have to, like, you have to, like, ride through that scary part to really feel it. Like, it evokes so much emotion. It only really... It's only really good if you're, like, high as fuck. No, I I listen to it sober... Pretty, pretty. I mean, I listen to it sober too, but you're not really affected by the scary stuff. Like you're so high that you actually get scared by the scary. Yeah, noises. you're right. That's the scary noises. You gotta the, be high. The, you gotta be high to make this scary. <laughs> when it's all like, to be like holy forces. Fucking, fucking scary in the fucking dark desert, bro. The fucking sky and then you wells. come out of it, and it plays like an epic fucking like rise out of it, and you're like, yeah. Oh, you're like, oh, oh like, yeah. So you're like, sh- you're like shooting into space, and then the fucking ethereal. All around the albatross. <laughs> Once he starts singing again, dude, it's like the biggest relief. Over yeah. the albatross. Yeah, it's literally so, <laughs> so relieving when he starts singing again. You're like, oh, thank God. It's like crazy yeah. that you're like, yeah. And it's not because the song's so long that you're relieved. It's just that it sounds so beautiful that you're finally at peace again. Because like, there's literally like a 10 minute portion of the song that's literally just scary noises. <laughs> scary noises that are like <laughs> <laughs> it's like and then it comes out and it's like yeah that song goes to like four songs also the best part of that song though is that groove that like five minute groove is just oh, so yeah. full <laughs> 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 yeah that shit just that carries me and then it just descends to hell, and you're yeah, like, yeah, and then yeah, yeah, it takes that sick. It gives groove. you like little hints. It gives you little hints, like it, like very faintly. It starts to go like, <laughs> and, like and you're like, like, no, please. It's just like you're like grooving. You like, it's like, a, yeah. It, I don't even know how to describe what it what it would be like. It's like when you're like, I don't even know. I mean, it's like it takes you somewhere dark, dude. It's like holy shit, how did I get here? Like yeah. you, I, the gates it, of hell. Just yeah, if you like, open up yeah, if you like take that song out of context and you're just like, and you just go to the scary part, you'd be like, how the fuck do they get here? It makes complete sense. <laughs> yeah, it's like, how yeah. the fuck do they turn this into music? It's kind of. I mean, I don't know what it really means, but to me, it feels like just the ups and downs of life. You know, you start riding that high, you're fucking grooving yeah. out after some fucking trippy shit you're like okay that was awesome now we're just vibing we're bobbing our heads and then the scary noises start coming in and there's like wind sounds and you're like oh god what the hell is that yeah and then it just takes over all of a sudden some all of a sudden you're just in a slump to me i think it's like about how sit through that yeah then you come it gets out good on again. the other side and yeah. it's epic yeah <laughs> i think that i think for me it's a it's more like that nothing's like new Everything, like mm-hmm. every life, no matter when you're alive, no matter what period is, is you go through a similar experience. I think that that portion of it is the realization that it's completely out of your control and it can be really scary. But mm-hmm. then it, it builds back up into like the beauty of like, but this is life. And like it, it mm-hmm. echoes through eternity. It's the same thing being repeated back to itself forever. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we call that a podcast. Yeah, dude, like an hour and a half of content. Almost an hour and a half, pretty much, yeah. So, guys, when you turn this off, make sure to listen to Brady's songs, which were, say them again? 
Let's do. Um, okay, I said O Fortuna. I said uh, Change is going to come by Sam Cooke and Unchained Melody by Elvis Presley. Mm-hmm. Very all very moving Jay. pieces. Mm-hmm. Different vibes. Dying Thirst uh, by Kendrick Lamar and Echoes by Pink Floyd. That's a good one. Hell yeah. Uh, go tell your parents Bros. you love them. Mom, I'm sorry. Dad. Mm-hmm. Look up Von Runseller's Cortland and Skyler family all on media. You'll have a couple hours of mind fucks and questioning everything. Yo, shout out girlfriends. Shout out girlfriends. Girlfriends are sick. Kind of sick. Them. Love them. Honorable people. Good folk. Mm-hmm. They mean well. Tell your parents you mm-hmm. love them. Did I say that already? Mm-hmm. Go buy some mushrooms. I cover all my bases. Yeah. And Miss Jones. We love you, Mom. We love you. We love we you. We love you so much, Mom. Mm-hmm. Don't worry. Um, Don't worry, Mama. I'm going to make it. I'm going I'm to get us out of this, Mama. We're going to make it out of the I'm, I'm going to get you out of all this. I'm going to buy you a house, Mama. God damn. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. On that note, uh, goodbye.